This is Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the declaration for today, January the 30th, 2021. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Mem, Issachar, one of the 12 tribes of Israel, and Shin. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of understanding, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of might. The declaration today reads this, the voice of many waters where each drop of water has its place and its voice, and each drop of water contains supply. The reward and recompense are for righteous and faithful sons, the place of action where we live in the all-consuming fire of Almighty Yahweh. Today's declaration talks about this place of the voice of many waters, and we're honoring something that's a little bit different. So those of you that are just now joining us, you may notice that the, the 30th today is we're honoring Issachar, which is one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Well, in the place where we honor the living letters, uh, let me kind of give you a quick breakdown of the way that that works, just so that it helps to make a little bit more understanding on how Michelle does this. Well, first off, we, we begin with the, the, the year or the month, excuse me. And we go, we start from Aleph and work our way through to uh, Tet. And in that place, so like uh, a couple of years ago, we began with Aleph in January. And then February was Beit. March was Gimel and so on. This year, instead of repeating those first 12 letters over again, we decided that we would do them on a two-year cycle. So this year, beginning in January, began with Mem which is the next letter in the Hebrew Aleph Beit. The uh, days of the month, though, are a little bit different because the way that we look at the letters is there are 22 original Hebrew letters. There are five additional uh, finals or sophites. These are letters that have a slightly different shape from their original, and they the meaning of them really, really to me, the way that I like to describe it, and the, probably the easiest way of describing it, is it takes the, the definition of the letter and then brings it to its fullest completion, where it is completely, where it's really full, complete, and lacking nothing. And and that that kind of allows that letter to then expand itself to its most greatest and fullest extent. Along with that, we also honor the living letter of God. So when we come down to it, we end up with a few days of the month that that there are no letters for. And so in that place, Michelle will, will change around a little bit as to which 12 tribes of Israel that she is honoring for the remaining of parts of those days that are in the rest of the month. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a, a, an understanding about how, how they work. Uh, the order that she does go in is the order that they would move whenever they would break camp and they would begin to move, like say from the Exodus of Egypt, and uh, then there was a very particular order that the tribes would uh, would would move in. And she goes by that order in that place. So hopefully if you're wondering why now all of a sudden we're talking about a few tribes of Israel, that is why. It just helps us to, to honor other parts of this. This was a very creative way that, that Yahweh had given Michelle several years ago in being able to honor the living letters and express the living letters. And really, our ministry was formed as a result of that because I felt that, she, that what she was putting out was so good. I was like, Michelle, we need to uh, we need to take this and do something with it. Yahweh had already established me in a place where I had already been teaching the Living Letters uh, here at Gates of Zion, 
well, along with two other teachers. And, and we, we were, we spent a quite a bit of time in, in talking about the living letters quite a bit before, uh, before Michelle started doing this. So the two of us with her ability to, to sit down really into, to focus. And I love the expression that she has in here. She takes that expression and then, and then writes those into the declarations for the day. Uh, probably about two years ago, we began the video pod, excuse me, the audio podcasts. And this year was the first year we began the video podcasts. Uh, those of you that are watching here on YouTube now. So I want to get into the declaration today, but I wanted to give you a little bit of a basic understanding of as to, to how things work. But I love today's declaration. The voice of many waters where each drop of water has its place and has its voice. And each drop, drop of water contains supply. You see, many times when I look at Mem, particularly the living letter Mem, I see Mem actually as a drop. And the reason why I do that is because when, when Mem is, is seen as a drop in that sense, then it's seen as the place of still being a part of something. So let's say that a wave crashes onto the shore of, of a beach and part of that wave begins to splash upwards. Well, as it does, parts of that, of that sea begins to break up into tiny droplets, goes up into the air to a certain extent, and then begins to drop back down into the sea again. So there's a period of time when that drop is, is moving in extent to a, a, in, in, in its singularity, just by itself. It seems to be alone. Nothing else seems to be around. It's suspended in a, in a place that it has not normally been suspended in before because now it's suspended in air. And it's, it's kind of beginning this, this process and this, uh, and this path. And then as the gravity takes over, then it drops back down into the ocean and it becomes a part of the ocean again. So you see, when I, when I look at it like that, does that one little drop, this is a question I ask quite frequently, does that one little drop, because it's been separated momentarily from the ocean itself, cease to be a part of the ocean? Well, the answer to that question is no. It is still very much a part of the ocean. It contains everything that it needs inside of that one little tiny drop. You see, as a part of the ocean, it connects in with all the other drops that are within the ocean itself. And in that place, they all connect, they move together. That's one of the beautiful things about water is it moves together based on the, the ability that it has to be able to meander even down a, a hillside or as it falls from the sky or as it moves over a waterfall, it moves together. And yet at the same time, it contains everything that it needs, but it's real abundance happens when it's a part of the whole. It's real abundance happens when it's connected when in and with everything else. You see, that's the place where we begin to talk about here where each drop contains supply, but at the same drop in the same drop in the same place, each, uh, each drop of water also has a place and a voice, you know, throughout many times in scriptures, you see where it talks about the voice of many waters and it's talking about the waters inside of us. It's also talking about the thunder of the waters itself, say over a waterfall or of a, of a, of a heavy rainstorm. Those are the sound of many waters as well. But the, there's also the waters that are inside of us and the expression of those waters, the frequency inside of us. So 
I hope today's declaration is making a little bit of sense because Mem leads into Issachar. And Issachar really is the tribe that I probably feel the most connected to because Issachar was a group who, who they, they loved to be in their tents, if you will. Their, their place was to dig out the mysteries of Yahweh. They were known to be from, from all the people of Israel. They were known as the group that really understood and knew the times and the seasons. And so in that place where they dug out the face of the, they dug into the, 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 the heart of Yahweh and they sought out the face of Yahweh and began to understand these times and seasons. This is where Zebulon, who were the ones that were the merchants, they were the ones that, that had the ships that we would go out to, to, uh, to, to, to trade and to, to make money. And when Zebulon realized that Issachar has had this place of understanding the times and seasons, Zebulon and Issachar got together and they said, hey, you know, if you can help us with the understanding of the times and seasons, come in and help us to see the, the, the things that are about ready to take place. And then we can adjust our businesses in kind. And so they did. And as a result, uh, Zebulon was able to become very, very, very prosperous. And in doing so, because they understood that Issachar was such a part of what they did, that they split their profits 50-50 between Zebulon and Issachar. The reason for that was to give the opportunity for both Issachar to continue to do the very thing that, that, that they were called to do in digging into, looking into the mysteries, looking into the riddles, looking and understanding really the uh, the place of the times and the seasons and then going in and helping those who were in business together to be able to to accomplish what they needed to and be able to understand the times and seasons and to be able to adjust to the times and seasons you see Yosef Yosef which which had ended up being thrown into the dungeon did the same thing with uh, with a Pharaoh during the time of Egypt you see, this is the place of action where we live in the all-consuming fire of Yahweh. It looks like I'm wanting to teach a good bit this morning, but I need to go ahead and wrap up today's declaration. You guys have a great day. We will see you again tomorrow.